poison Rana. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hello, Braden Harrington here with Jordan Goodman for a very Jordan special Goodman. Jordan Goodman. Jordan good Goodman man. is here. The Goodman is here today to talk a lot about absolutely nothing and everything all rolled into one. Hello, welcome to the Poison Rana feed. If you're listening to this, uh, hit that subscribe, hit that like, whatever it is, if you like it. We like you. Hello, Jordan. How are you? I'd hit your like button. You have multiple times. Absolutely. Uh, no questions asked. You got your death from above hoodie on, I see. Y- yes, I am. You're, you're, you're familiar with the, the, the elephant head logo? What does the 1979 refer to? I've never thought to ask. Uh, I just figured it's like the year they were born or something. I don't know. Huh. What year know. were you born? I'm born in 1991. Okay, 1991. That was WrestleMania six. Uh, was that the n- Toronto one? No, I think that was like 93. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm. No, maybe it's I'm, definitely not. It's definitely not. I could be. I could be. I could be. Uh, I could. You could be right. You're older maybe, than me. Maybe seven. Yeah, what I'm. Year, I'm what year are you born? 1985. Uh, Great year. I guess the. Uh, the Bowling for Soup song that was actually written by uh, M- Mitch Allen, singer, songwriter of SR71, real name Mitchell Shear, because he's a Jew from where I grew up. Nice. I used to I used to love that song. 1985. It's yeah, well, you're, you're pretty, pretty cheesy. I mean, like, I love that song. Are they the same guys who did Stacy's Mom? I feel like that's in the same category. No, it's yes, it's it, that's Fountains of Wayne. Uh, yeah. That frontman tragically died, I think, of COVID in twenty twenty. Oh, oh man, that's super unfortunate. I had no idea. I I sing that song at karaoke like all the time. Um, yeah, very two uh, thousands power pop. Uh, something I never really got into. See, like I was that was like peak when I was like what. 12 11 around that age like like blink 182 to me are like you know the ogs the gods but like i ain't paying that crazy amount of money to go see them on tour even though they're reunited probably for the last time maybe ever but uh but turnstile are opening also from baltimore i heard they're good yeah my uh my girlfriend is a fan of them and have seen them a few times but i've i have still not really checked them out i keep forgetting so maybe today on my walk i'll i'll put them on we all love Turnstile. Of Someone course. else was on that tour with Blink, though. Was it AFI? No, I think it was no. Turnstiles and something. Someone else. I think it was a pretty big tour, but I I don't think the I think the North American leg is just Turnstile, but they've got uh, Australia or uh, South America or Europe. I'm sure with different support. I don't know. I won't be going to those days. Yeah, uh, I wish I saw Blink kind of back in the in the day, but I guess I was just a little too young to kind of. Thing. I'm not saying it's the be all end all of music, but it's definitely a, a type of music I grow up and it if I hear it, it instantly reacts my you know nostalgia 
sense, Spidey sense or whatever. And I know all the words and all that stuff and I'm not too big on their new music, but I can still listen to their old stuff and get super into it. Uh, I like Blink. Uh, and at times I really, really like them. I never put them to that God tier status yeah, that a yeah, lot I, of people had, but I mean, I've seen them probably 10 times damn, live okay. and it's been over. It's probably been 20 years since the last time I had seen them. Well, we were just briefly talking before we clicked record here that you were trying to buy some tickets and like trying to buy tickets these days is something like we're recording this is March and summertime's coming. So all the, the, the tours of, of not just music, just anything shows and everything start announcing when they're coming to your town soon this summer, hopefully. And like, man, tickets are like a super expensive, way more expensive than I remember ever remember it being. And now also like it's harder to get tickets they're so in demand i think since like a pandemic people are just itching and there are people willing to pay you know what is it a thousand dollars for beyonce or whatever like it's it's pretty crazy well yeah a lot of it is uh one just the cost to tour is uh, astronomical just with inflation and and such uh yes part of it is demand is higher because for a couple years, touring wasn't happening, and those artists rightly want to recoup uh, that lost income. Uh, but also, the artists and the uh, Ticketmaster or you know AEG Live and the bigger promoters and uh, ticket distributors uh, are doing what they can to cut out uh, the secondary market and essentially make the secondary market on their own platforms or try to reflect the true market value of a ticket. Uh, so, uh, I have, I'm someone who's blessed to often not have to pay for tickets because I've spent my entire life in the music industry. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, now many of my friends have, are becoming seasoned vets in, in the industry. Um, but my morning jacket are coming. They're one of my favorite, uh, bands, but certainly one of my favorite live bands that I've ever seen. Yeah, everybody go look at what's the song? Victory Dance? Victory Dance. Yeah, I think. uh, Stoner Anthem. Circuital, I think, was the album, maybe 2014. Big tune. Uh, The Orioles, the Baltimore Orioles, uh, the last few times, I I don't go to many games, but they play that song. I don't know if they play that that song for a specific walk on of like a player. It's uh, high. It would be a sick wrestling theme. Like when the the drop comes, I mean, there's a huge long intro, but it's pretty chill though. But it would make a good wrestling theme. Yeah, that and holding on to black metal. I think from the same album, I've heard okay, that yeah. at, at Orioles games. But anyway, the 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 ticketing with this band in particular, or this tour in particular. So I just signed up for their fan club or whatever they call it. Okay, and it's it's a lottery system, and so basically you enter your credit card information and you pick, do you want a seat or do you want general admission standing? And I would much prefer these balcony seats at this venue in DC, but I would only want to pay for it if it's a specific seat and they are not giving me that option. So I could get a not great seat, uh, but basically if I enter for the lottery and I get picked, I don't have a choice. So I think I'm going to say, fuck it. And and find other means see that's so bizarre like look at all the hoops i guess again because it's such high demand i mean that's 
that's probably a popular band that's filling what like a under 10,000 or so venue that could probably do just do two nights and still sell it out like any artist could do that big bigger names and long acts that have been doing this for a long time right right but it's it's crazy that you get put into a lottery like i, I try to get tickets for i love this band lord huron and ticketmaster like updated this thing where I'm I have two tickets selected and I'm like, okay, getting my wallet out. Here we go. Gonna oh no, too slow. They're gone. I'm like, well, you gotta select the ticks, but then like click on them and put them in your cart. And then once you're in the cart, you might have eight to twelve minutes yeah, yeah. to decide if you really want them or not. But that's where people fuck up. You can click. It's great that they do the live maps now and you yeah. can select See. the actual seats, but once you click on them. You have to add them to your card in right. order to have them uh, or to have the option okay, to, to well, purchase them. Huge question for you, good sir. I mean, depending on the person, of course, and the show, but do you prefer standing at a concert or do you prefer like sitting back somewhere? At this point, sitting um, or, or if I'm going to stand, I would want to stand at a designated seat. Um, I'm shorter than... Maybe the average person, I'm like five, six or so. Uh, but I'm also like, I'm not interested in in getting in the pit or whatever as I used to be. Uh, I want to be comfortable. I'm, you know, I'm in my, the, the upper tier of mid thirties at this point. I've, right. I've had my run uh, stage okay. diving and crowd surfing. And well, yeah, that. let's and discuss like, that because, because I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, look, I'm, I'm turning 32 this year and like through my through my younger in my 20s uh i've definitely liked being like you know deep in it and stuff like that and then later on like i i i love standing up in a crowded spot for a concert like there's nothing like a festival where it's just packed and you're like in the middle of it and you got a great view like that's just like that's bliss man you feel so good when you're in that like position but sometimes you go to like big stadium not stadium or stadium yeah or big arena shows and you're like kind of just standing in your seat and you can't really like there's not really much of vibe because everyone's just kind of standing there. Of course, you can still like enjoy it and it's still amazing. But like sometimes I do splurge the extra if I can to like be in general admission, even though if I stand kind of like further away from like, you know, say a pit or anything like that. Not like I'm going to crazy you know, death metal shows that lately, like the shows I go to don't get very rowdy. Right. But like, uh, I, I still enjoy like, like kind of standing and, and kind of vibing with like a big group, but I, I understand that you go to maybe like a more chill concert and everyone's just sitting down and like, yeah, that's more like the vibe. But I went to see this, like on a whim, like day of, I bought tickets to this guy, Tycho. He does like kind of chill instrumental music. I would definitely recommend uh, people checking them out. And, uh, it was a seated venue and like I, I bought the StubHub ticket like last minute. So I got like third row or something like that, but it's seated. So here I am just sitting and I noticed the guy comes out, people like clap and cheer. And then he starts playing and then like, it's chill, it's chill. Then his music's getting a bit more, you know, whatever. And the band's getting a bit more heavy. And then I'm like, yo, why is no one like standing up for this? It's getting crazy. It's getting like hype. So I'm like, screw this. I stand up. And he, while playing, goes, thank you. I thought for a second Canadians don't, like, stand during concerts. Like, I haven't played in Canada in a while. Like, I thought I was being, I thought I was being weird, but, like, please, like, get on your feet. Thank you. And I'm like, yes. Like, I started a movement. <laughs> and it's not Good like for this, you. And it's not like, you know, this was like, you know, a, a crazy, crazy intense, you know, 
pit stage diving music is just still like this guy's performing. Right. So like, it's something I, I always like stand at a show wrestling, of course, like you have seats, you should sit down and, and stuff like that. But for any wrestling fans who go out there, like there are moments at a show where you're like, no, I'm standing for this part of it or like entrances or this or that. So yeah, when it comes to concerts, like I love standing and like rocking out if I can, that's what, that's what I'm going for to enjoy and like, and, and take it all in and, and, you know, shake my booty a little bit, shake totally. that booty meat. You know what I'm saying? So there is, as I get older, I can appreciate the sitting down from afar aspect as well i've mentioned on my shows before i have a, a close friend in a wheelchair so sometimes when i go to shows with him we get like special treatment because they're like ah we don't have wheelchair section you want to go on stage like there's so many times that's happened where i'm like wow i've got to meet so many cool acts because i've basically been on stage but sometimes they put us like kind of further away and i also can can enjoy that because it's like a whole view of like seeing the act and the crowd going wild and stuff like that. What I'm saying is I can't wait for winter to be over so that I can go to concerts again this summer because I'm, I'm super stoked. So I only have a few so far, but. Oh, I have uh, easily probably named 20 shows. I'm very much looking forward to this year. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm the type, whether it's music or pro wrestling, I want to be close enough to see what, the people's hands are doing. Uh, I don't want to, I'm, I'm, I'm typically not just happy to be in the building or in the room. Like I want to see the artistry of what's going on. Right. And that's often why at this point I'd prefer to have a seat and be elevated. Cause when you're in a general mission pit or something like that, like you're just kind of in a room with, uh, of just, or not a room, but just like body to body with hundreds or thousands of other bodies and being shorter, it's hard to see over uh, the heads of many of the people there. <laughs> see, I'm, I'm like six, one, six, two. So I, I tend not to just go right to the front of places. Like I know my, well, that's another I'm thing to the side. I'm always, that off could to the be, side. A, that could be a dick move. Like, but if I was six, four, uh, there might be uh, opportunities or times in which it's kind of like, all right, well, fuck it. Like I have every right to want to get as close as I want to. Um, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting just the social dynamics of that. Um, what I've also found interesting is as bands evolve, but maybe more so as their fan bases age, the different types of venues they play. So for instance, I've seen Fleet Foxes multiple times and I'm, I'm pretty sure every time I've seen them, even if it's in an amphitheater, so the majority of the seats uh, or like are seated, people would stand up for them because they're still a, a rock band, even though they lean into folk and things like that. But when I saw them last summer at, at this amphitheater, everyone just stayed put seated they were chilling. and it, it was i preferred it because it, it's not like they're really a band with a ton of energy where the energy of the show or the music is going to propel your body and there's you can feed off that physically um it's more chill and yeah at that moment i preferred that we all sat down and i could be comfortable and rest easy and enjoy the show and it seemed like they were perfectly fine with that as well. Um, but the experience that you mentioned when the artist is certainly preferring or seeking the, the engagement of people up on their yeah. feet, like good on you for being the one, like the, the one in the room to be like, Hey, I'm going to make this a thing. Even if 
you know, you, you, you were at risk for pissing off a lot of people directly behind you. Yeah. Like I was kind of like, okay, I, I, I want to stand up because I know his music enough that I know he's, this song is playing and this song gets hype. And even though these, the last few songs were kind of chill, like this one, I need to stand up. And I could see a few people like behind stood up to after me, but it was, it was me. I stood up because, because I said I was like third row or something like that. And, and he said, he's like, yeah, he's like, thank you, dude. And then he's like, I mentioned he's Canadian. I'm like, all right, let's, let's make sure we party. I've been to other shows. I'm a huge fan of uh, Jose Gonzalez and he has like different, he'll tour with a band and his songs will be like rock covers of his own music. And then he'll play like an acoustic set. I have no problem sitting down watching this guy play an acoustic set. Cause I'm just, that's just like awesome and pure bliss to hear someone like, you know, rock out and storytell with a guitar and, there's definitely different different times for different you know when i was younger i go to nine inch nails and i'm like yeah i need to be in the pit i need to be in there jumping around when when pigs hits because i'm wait I'm when did you see nine inch nails this is a while ago now this must be like m- more than 10 years ago okay I i've saw seen them, them i've seen them like i've seen them like maybe six times so oh jesus i'm jealous yeah. i've only seen them once and they had announced at the time that it was going to be their final show at Bonnaroo, maybe right. 13, 14 years ago. Um, and then they ended up announcing a handful of New York City club dates after that. But they played from midnight to 4 a.m. And it was, I was exhausted. But again, their music propelled my body through it. And yeah. it was incredible. Yeah, I saw them one time with a group of friends. It was Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails. And it thunderstormed. And during Black Hole Sun, which was uh, their last song before Nine Inch Nails comes on. And everyone's like, oh, no, like, is this going to stop? And they were like, nah, we're covered. Like, for the people that aren't just, that's that's it. That's how it's going to be because it was outdoor. But but here in Toronto, it's like half covered, half not. And we just decided, like, for, for the Rage songs, like, for the, the rowdier songs that he's playing, we're, we're going to, you know, dance in the rain and, and rock out. And it was, it was a vibe. I remember... It, by the end of it, my phone wasn't working because it just got so soaked. And I was like, well, this is it. Like, my phone's dead. That was maybe not worth it. But uh, the rice trick, <laughs> the rice trick worked. Yes, this was, yes, this was yes. years ago. This was years ago. It's the only time I've ever done that. And uh, it worked, but uh, survived. That was all for Nine Inch Nails in the, in the I ne- thunderstorm. I never, I never got too into Soundgarden, although I like them and there's many songs that I love of theirs, uh, but I never got to see them. I regret that. Um, In 1998 at a local radio rock festival, I saw Chris Cornell solo when he put out a solo, but I wasn't, I I wasn't into it, Uh, but Soundgarden and I've seen Audio Slave, but I never was even into that, but Soundgarden. Yeah, I, I never because it it wasn't rage. I'm really and, mad. I had tickets to rage before the pandemic and then like the show got canceled. So my friend who had the tickets like gave them back to his dad, like got them for him. And then he's like, just get the refund. And then when they came back, he got tickets with someone else and went. And I was like, that's Fuck. fucked up. It so was the best really show I've it. ever been to. Yeah, like I remember best, you saying the that. best set. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, I really wish I went to that. I was listening to some the other day. I was like, oh man, I really wish I went to that. But I think if they announce another show coming up, I, I definitely have to make that a must do because I do regret that. That same friend though has taken me to a lot of shows. He one time is like, yo, what are you doing tomorrow night? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, look, the good news is I'm taking you to Kiss. The bad news is I'm not taking you to the Who. And I was like, I can, you know, I can live with that because he knows I like 
I like both. I like the who more than I like kiss, but kiss. I just got fucking super stoned and watched kiss. And that was a pretty fun, wild, like show that like, I don't regret, you know, going to I've at all. Cause I've seen both kiss and the who and both really did not do much for me. <laughs> you don't like either. I mean, I don't think I don't, I can't, I think that was the last time I even listened to kiss to be honest, which was, that was Same. a few years ago. So uh, still, I really enjoyed the show because I, even though I don't listen to them now in my life, I guess growing up, I've heard their songs and know most of the the, the words to some of them. But like that was a, a pretty fun show. And like even going back when one time I, I did go to the States and I saw I went to go see Nine Inch Nails, but also like Kendrick uh, Lamar just blew up with Black Hippie. They were performing. And one of the nights was Beyonce as a headliner. And because of my buddy in the wheelchair, we got placed like on this like famous statue in Philly and right near us was Jay-Z like sitting and watching. And I was kind of bummed because I was like, well, that means he's not like going to perform and he didn't join in on crazy in love, which I'm still mad about, but like Beyonce is not someone I listen to like ever really. And I can even say like, yeah, she put on like an amazing performance and an amazing show. So like, I see why things are expensive and and whatnot, but that's the way musicians, I guess are making their money these days because your streams don't really do too much. And if you're uh, a B, no, if you're a Beyonce or Kendrick Lamar, you're making real good money from yeah. streaming. But if you're just about everyone under that tier, then uh, it is. Yeah, it's it's not a uh, it's not a lifestyle. I mean, how the model used to be that artists would make albums, um, and then the tour would be to promote the album because the money was made in album sales. Now it's the flip. Artists put out new music, uh, which give them a reason to promote a tour. And yeah. the touring is where the money's made. I'll tell you, staying on a topic of music, I played drums for the first time in like maybe 10 years the other week. And then it inspired me to play again uh, in the same week with my cousin and started recording like just some beats and instrumentals and stuff like that. And like he was, he basically would record us just jamming and then show me later, like what he, what I had done. And I'm like, wow, like I really missed that. It felt like so, so therapeutic for someone. I, I used to play drums for a long, long time before I got into kind of more podcasting and, and beat making and stuff. But uh, an ankle injury actually kind of cost me to, to to keep playing. So I can still keep a beat and I still have rhythm. So I'm like, man, this was, it felt so good. Like, I wish I could play uh, keys a lot better. I wish I could play guitar and, and all this stuff, but I, I can't, but drums just hitting it and feeling that was like, Oh man, that feels so good. I am sure people who play music or or something, even people who like paint or draw, like doing it for the first time after so long, it just was like, Whoa, that felt so good. It was like an endorphin rush. I've, I've gone through periods. I'm going through a period now where I, I really am not playing drums at all. Um, Maybe if I'm given a drum lesson, uh, but it's different. Um, but I'm really not doing much of that recently. And the band I'm in, um, are, we're just kind of inactive at the moment. And uh, I don't have a dedicated practice space right now where right. I can just sit down and play a drum kit whenever I want. So uh, there's been a few times throughout my life where I go longer periods without playing. And then... What I found sometimes is that when I return back to the instrument, I'm actually better. Like there was some rust, but once I kind of cleared the rust, uh, I don't know if it's just I've picked up 
new uh, rhythms or inspiration yeah. along the way, or I just come back to it uh, with a different type of inspiration. But it's interesting. I've I've seen multiple times throughout my life that I can very much develop as a musician, even if I'm not actively engaging the instrument. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's, it, I felt the same way almost. I was like, whoa, I didn't feel, I gave up this because I felt like I wasn't doing good. And here I am like recording random demo stuff. And I'm like, this sounds good. I'm like, well, why did I ever stop doing this kind of thing? Oh, yeah. almost. Do it you felt, have video of this? I'd love to see you like, well, uh, at least hear you playing the drums. I, uh, I think I have one of the songs. You, hey, uh, you may or may not hear it at the end of the show. I'll use it as the outro music. Uh, of one of the things I made, I made a few, th- I mean, I make beats on my own computer of doing so many different things and sampling and, and stuff like that. And um, just for fun. And I usually like the one I, the one we use for the, this show is just something I made like a little while ago. I just was like, Oh, it fit good. And I, we got some love for it. So shout out those people. But most of the music heard, we were supposed to have a poison Rana theme. And then like my one buddy just kind of forgot. So we just didn't, we decided like, we don't really need it right now, but it is something that we kind of, want to get back to but um the bd elite theme i used was my favorite one that we used for the the podcasts uh so far but yeah i love i love doing music man who was the vocalist for that uh one of davy's friends back in the uk so i basically made the made the beat loop sent it to my buddy and said can you rip off adam cole's theme that's what the up next theme is and then i davy sent this guy like like a cheat sheet of like Okay, the Brady, Davey Portman, uh, you know, here are some things we say. And then the guy made a whole like rap about it. It's incredible. And I was like, yo, I want to make music with you. Like, I think I keep telling myself that like, oh, okay, this year I'm going to like put a bit more focus into music. But so far, uh, kind of getting back on the drums and just getting stuff recorded and kind of working with different people is, has been so far so like just feels good to to do and uh, as like i don't know expressing art and all that stuff and uh it's a hobby at the moment but like the plan is to maybe you know maybe put some instrumentals on spotify or something and i don't know but uh any any uh inspiration is welcomed at the bray d folks let me know speaking of behavioral intentions have you been walking more you said at the top of the year that was something you wanted to uh yeah i said i was do. lacking yeah let's let's definitely because I, I said i was lacking so uh actually yeah i've i've tried like i i know the other day i didn't so yesterday i purposely walked like double or even triple of of what i usually do but yeah i usually try to like davy does it like maybe an hour to two hours every day. And I, I try to do at least one hour. Like my, if I'm, if I'm ever walking in the city, me and Davey live downtown by the water in Toronto, but my girlfriend lives downtown, but just a little bit more upwards, like near Bloor. So that's about a 45 minute walk. So I usually just try to do that because it's like, well, I can get like almost pretty much an hour in there back and forth through there. So that's definitely been my walk, but we have a a wrestling watch party coming up. So yesterday I took it upon myself with a buddy, big Tom, to just walk around downtown Toronto, flyering our stuff up. So that was a great source of exercise. My legs were killed. I think I walked like three hours yesterday. So that was that was it. I, I am trying to keep up with that. Uh, the other day, I had some. Uh, <laughs> my my girlfriend like uh, 
got passed all her exams and and did really well so i told her if she did i'll take her out for some sushi so we did but then i was like i need to immediately walk this off so we did that and and it felt a lot i felt a lot better after doing that uh so it it does help just walking is is great for you people we told you yeah. walking is good i got a zoo membership uh, about a month ago a zoo for, yeah you bought so a zoo I bought a zoo. It is 1.9 miles from me, so I can walk out of my door and be within the gates of the Maryland Zoo in Baltimore in 10 minutes. Wow. And I did it specifically because it would give me a reason to walk more. You know, if I have a couple hours in between sessions yeah. in the afternoon or to go in the morning. Okay, so um, you does this mean you can just go to the zoo whenever you want? Yeah, and okay, I, so I you, can bring a guest. So what uh what animals have you have you been checking out uh i've been enjoying the, the there's three alpaca uh okay. i don't know if you say with an s alpacas i'm not sure i'm still learning alpaca, alpaca. that's not the most exciting animal but okay what else but they're 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 like real life muppets they're it's pretty great yeah are they the ones that spit no they don't spit they must swallow no camels spit yeah and uh the other ones like the emperor's new groove what is that a llama llama they llama spit. yeah okay. okay uh the i enjoyed there's a whole chimp pansy yeah there thing. we go that's what i yeah chimps are awesome we're talking like like not not done not like dunstan he's an orangutan but like i'm trying to think correct of, yeah like mvp most extreme primate all that stuff okay those, those i don't know the reference great. but okay i love uh, me some chimps they're great what else do I like there? There's these these warthogs. They're kind of interesting Ooh. to look at. Uh, there's a handful of elephants. That's nice. And then you got this exhibit where zebra, rhino, and and there's one more zebra, rhino, and ostrich. They all Sounds like Madagascar here or something. So they all just uh, chill in a in a thing. Yeah, they just hang wow. out, coexist. Um, wow, look at that. At the end, I'm very, kingdom. I'm anti ostrich though. I've been okay. that way for a long time. Yeah, uh, they're I'm not they're unnecessary. Kind of yeah, they don't yeah. even fly. Like, what do you even? What do you even? No, get? but yeah. they're massive. Like the their the their leg strength and the claws, but their brain is so so tiny. Like they're not to be trusted. Yeah, they 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 kind of they kind of always act like assholes, and it's like yo, you can't even fly. Like, get out of here. If we're on the same subject of animals acting shady, Jordan, I don't know if you've ever heard my take on dolphins but like i love dolphins they're great they can save people from sharks it's such a great vision visual to see them you know in the water but they're they're dolphins are sus like dolphins are, are there's shady little beady little eyes like it looks like they're like a someone behind wearing a mask almost like you look at a, you look closely at a picture of a dolphin any family vacation where it's like the kids, dad, and the mom, the dolphin's always posing, and the dolphin's just looking at the mom, smiling, just posing. Like, dolphins are to be trusted. And I said this on a show, and I think it was uh, Frank that pointed out that the, that the Simpsons also mentioned that they're, they're like, there's an episode where dolphins, dolphins are not to be trusted. And then I uh, found out there's a whole subreddit of people like me who also think dolphins are up to no good. So I'm not alone on my suspicion of dolphins. Huh. That's but you don't like you don't like ostriches just because they they suck. I I have not found a redeeming quality of the ostrich yeah. as of yet. 
What animals um, do you do you what other animals do you not like or maybe animals that you you really love? Because I, I so far this this zoo visit sounds very uh very nice and relaxing. I love sea turtles. I'm a okay. big sea turtle fan. Yeah. I see more of them in South Florida when I visit. Uh like the giraffe exhibit is kind of nice to walk through in the zoo yeah. here. Uh uh, oh, the penguins. I love penguins. They they have a world-class penguin exhibit. And it's 50 bucks to do this penguin encounter thing where I think you get to chill with them and feed them. And Whoa. I'll likely do that this year. That sounds like a fair price to hang with some penguins for 30 minutes. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I did uh, some sort of – there's this like penguin island somewhere in Australia. I think I've mentioned it on shows before, but I went to this like island and then you go at nighttime and all of a sudden like these turtles come out of the water and these penguins come out of the water and they're just walking around, chilling with penguins. It was it was pretty chill to be honest. So, yeah, penguins are great. I, I could watch them like for days. Have you met anyone that like their job is to jerk off a horse and to collect their semen? Uh, yes, I really? have in my oh, life. Oh, yeah. perf- this is great conversation for a podcast. Tell I, me uh, I, I worked retail for a little bit years ago and I worked with someone who was super chill. It was one of my bosses and, uh, they like mentioned to me after like working with them and getting comfortable, they know my sense of humor. I'm, I'm out there. And uh, they were talking to me about how they, since moving to the city, like they got to start a whole new life because moving from like, you know, some but fuck nowhere, Ontario, they were, they were a horse girl in a past life. And I'm like, Oh, like, like obsessed with horses and yada, yada, yada. She's like, yeah. But like, the thing is like, I don't really care about like my family. It was all about my family. It was into it. And they had horses and a farm and stuff. So after time and talking to her different conversations, eventually I was like, yo, do you ever like have to do this? And she was like, actually and like she didn't have to do it quite by herself like there was a whole team and unit I, I made her describe it to me and and i was like that is pretty messed up uh but but yeah horse people and so wait, uh, oh, so break it down all right if there's a team what are yeah. the different roles uh like does one fondle the ball yeah one's gotta like you know caress the the sack there maybe one like tickles the butthole a little bit uh I don't know what someone gets a feather, some light teasing. I'm a, I'm a, some, I never thought to do this. I'm gonna look this up on YouTube. Maybe so, no, please do not. <laughs> what would I horse? Joe Biden's uh, gonna be knocking down your door. Like, what are you searching? Like jerking off. No, please do not. a horse. <laughs> do not search this. It's a legitimate profession. It is, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Because certain people want like stallion, like they want to create like I don't know, like race horses or I don't know, whatever it okay. is that these horse people do e- equine massage they call it it looks equine like. massage yeah <laughs> sounds like a great here. band name <laughs> equine. oh shit i'm yeah yeah you're is... in the deep dark depths of the internet now buddy stop it while you're ahead trust me you know th- this is what youtube shorts just say for. nay <laughs> <laughs> holy shit stop it I, stop this it. is just one this We're is just live. one you person this. <laughs> this is just that, one person <laughs> jesus christ Wow. All right. Well, that's a thing. Yeah. So uh, maybe at your next visit at the zoo, maybe you'll see something like that. Like, I'm surprised you haven't seen the the, the chimps going at it. Um, no, not yet. I remember maybe 20 years ago being at the zoo and the chi- one of the chimps 
would grab sticks from the ground and then climb up. This was the outdoor part of the exhibit. Okay. Climb up and then just chuck sticks toward us. And, and that shit. was cool. Um, nah, I never saw that. But when I was a little kid, I went to the zoo on a, a field trip, very young, like six years old. And there, the old cheetah exhibit was just like an old school round metal cage. And I remember the cheetah took a piss and like it launched and like we had to stand back. And I, as a kid, I remember thinking like, this is the coolest field trip I've ever been on. That's hilarious. So did you didn't get any monkey piss on you? Not cheetah piss, uh, cheetah piss. which is actually, which, which is a weed strain. I, I think uh, cheetah piss. There's also like cheetah cookies piss energy that. drink or something. I'll yeah, tell you my great. first, my first time ever going to the zoo. I think I was like in, you know, junior ki- kindergarten or grade one or whatever it was like super young with a class field trip. And it was to the Toronto zoo and we having a great day. And I can still remember this like pretty mem- memorable and in my brain. And we're looking around, we're getting like a tour guide, you know, think all these little kids, a few teachers and a tour guide of the zoo. And uh, they start talking about, we're passing like, you know, frogs and turtles. And then we start getting to like these alligator crocodile things. And the zoo, the zoo person's like talking and then looks at the exhibit and then like goes on our walkie and then goes like, guys, we need to stop for a second. The fucking like alligator got out of the exhibit. So oh, wow. They're like, can you please like move this way? So we move and all we can see are like little like puddles. And they're like, everyone has to exit this thing. So I'm like, we're all like little kids, like, sorry, what? So like some kids are scared, right? We all get out and then like we're waiting. And then like, you know, five to 10 minutes later, they're like, yeah, like <laughs> somehow this, no, this one like part of the thing, they figured this, it's never tried to climb it before. Just one day it went, huh? And was able to just it was like apparently just wandering around for like like time so that was my first like wow <laughs> an alligator escaped at the zoo on my first trip to the zoo but uh then then i remember going to the zoo like when i was older and seeing seeing monkeys just monkeys just going at it so i i've definitely seen a lot at the zoo the zoo can be uh, a very again therapeutic uh time i think to see animals uh, if not just watch just watch bbc david attenborough yeah, yeah. That's what um, I usually do. I'm hearing a, a ringing out of my left ear. I think Are I might be okay? losing my. Yeah, I think I might be losing my hearing right now. Oh That's no! Okay. Now that would Are actually be the worst thing to happen. If you couldn't hear, yeah, yeah. Would you pick that over not being able to see? Like, it's tough. It's tough, but I think, I think I would prefer the hearing just for music's sake. Right, you could still listen to music. Damn. And still play music in a way yeah. that I would be used to. Yeah, I think. Um, but I mean, I like looking at things, too. Like if I were to go to the zoo blind, what would there really be there for me? You just hear the noises that ah, you'd hear like, like yeah. bugs, the, 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 you know, the noises of trees and bugs and nice. I think there's animals. more to look at at a zoo. There's certainly yeah. more to listen to at a concert though. And I would choose a concert over a zoo 99 out of 100. But times. let me ask you something. Can you hear titties? Hmm. I mean, if they're like smacking on your face, you, you might be able to hear them that way. We have come to a conclusion. <laughs> you know, there you, there you hear it first folks. 
Wow. Uh, so uh, we were talking about the zoo. We do have some questions to get to. Jordan, uh, I want to ask you a question. How are you doing? Uh, well, my dad's dead, and that's a recent development. So uh, what it's a great funny. way to well, it's, well, it's, it's not funny. So it's 311 Eastern right now when we're recording this. And when so my dad was in hospice for a bit and uh, my brother and my girlfriend and my sister-in-law, we all flew down and we were there in, in South Florida where my parents live for a week. And I mean, essentially just it was Groundhog's Day and I just watched my dad die. It was very fucked up and unfortunate. Uh, but when he actually took his final breath, uh, my brother and I were across the street uh, at lunch and our dad's aide, who was incredible and, and I had a sense would be there with him in the room at the end. She called us and basically said his, his pulse was very faint. Um, and long story short, we come over and the nurse comes in and it was super intense, Braden, of like a nurse checking a pulse and doing a couple other tests yeah. and then basically announcing to us, like, I'm so sorry, but like your father is gone. And uh, I didn't really think about like the time of death until maybe 10, 15 minutes later. And then I, I went to take my own cheetah piss and collect myself. Um, and, and then I looked at the, my phone to be like, Oh, well, what time is it now? And it was like three twenty something. And I, and I wondered, huh, I wonder if the nurse documented it an actual time of death. And by the time my mom came maybe 20 minutes later and we were all processing that, um, the nurse hadn't come back yet. And so I was like, well, what if we just made his time of death 311? And I, I, I tried to sell my family on that. And uh, I was not met with uh, <laughs> with with great pleasure in, in that. But the nurse came back and she said it was 305. And, you know, I guess Mr. 305 at that point. And, worldwide. Uh, worldwide. Um, uh, yeah, his funeral was a few days later. We It was a lot of effort to plan a funeral in a few days and then even figuring out like, okay, how do we get his dead body from Florida to Baltimore? He like, he took Southwest. That was a thing. Um, and it's been, uh, it's been awful. It's yeah. been terrible. Like I'm fucked up, man. Um, I, I, like my I dad's dead. The whole, uh, the whole Poison Rana university up next experts, everyone's uh, sending their love. Uh, to you and yours, good sir, Mr. Goodman. But yeah, I mean, we've we've definitely been talked way before this off air. But uh, yeah, man, this is this sounds incredibly sad. Not just for you, but your your whole family going through this. And I'm sure there's people out there who uh, might possibly uh, relate. I've I've lost a, a stepfather to cancer way at a way younger age than he should have passed away uh, many years ago. And dealing with that is that wasn't my you know actual father but still going through something like that was really tough and as a kid I, kid meaning like you know not a grown adult but it, mm -hmm. it was tough and now as an adult looking back i i can totally like man i it's it's so tough and people going through something i, I have friends who go through similar things and it's i don't even know how to to help comfort people the right way because it's like what what can i possibly say that would like you know help and sometimes i sometimes i feel like i don't know if i'm doing too much or doing too little and it can it, i just want my you know i want my friends and 
people to be okay. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here a- with I'm here with you, man. Always. I appreciate that, man. Um, and I've certainly felt that just from this very specific Poison Rana community. Um, Absolutely. And, and larger post-wrestling community beyond that, too, um, which is one of the gifts of being in community and developing relationships with people. Because I know for me, uh, the thing that has helped the most is the social support. And there is no right way to grieve there is no right way to offer love or support or comfort to someone who is grieving and and look i've i've i'm blessed to have a very large community around me both in person people that came to uh the funeral and whatnot and then others that have reached out and what was very apparent to me is that a lot of people are deeply, deeply uncomfortable in these types of social situations, whether because uh, it brings up their own existential dread or some people are just not good at tolerating or communicating when there's big emotion involved. Mm -hmm. And so it's been from like a, a social perspective, it's been kind of fascinating for me to watch how different people have been approaching me or navigating it. And uh, what I can say is that anytime someone has just reached out to be like, even if it's, I don't know what to say, but I just want you to know I'm thinking about you, or I want you to know that I love you, or I want you to know that I'm here for you. Like, I can't get enough of that. You know, I'm blessed that I've had many people say, hey, if you ever need to call me up or if you want to get coffee and chat, I I would be willing to do that. Um, Most of those people, I haven't taken them up on it uh, yet. But even if I'm not going to take you up on that, just to have it offered means the world to me. Mm -hmm. And I could not get through this without the social support. And at least for me in particular, it's it's the social support. It's the love from other people. It's the not feeling as alone, even though it is a very lonely experience I'm going through. Um, that's what's made the worst thing that I've ever had to go through uh, a bit easier. So uh, I love you and I appreciate you um, for being a, a good brother. And for those listening, um, even if you don't like, if we haven't interacted Um, Even if you're just still listening to this podcast and offering your attention to me sharing right now, like in in a cosmic spiritual way, I I think that's super valid and I appreciate that. So thank you. Uh, It's it's really interesting. We we did a show recently on our Patreon, me and Davey covering Lord of the Rings. And uh, we had on a listener of ours who... uh, basically told us like, Hey, you may not know it, but he was going through some similar things with his, his father having some, some serious health problems. And he said he would just, you know, basically live there in the hospital and stay there. And he said he would just listen to our shows on repeat just because it would bring him some sort of like entertainment while he's just sitting there. And like, that just like hit me right in the heart. Like, that's what I, 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 in the weirdest, cringiest way possible of saying that's why i love doing this something for for something right so uh yeah maybe you don't have sometimes people to talk to or maybe you don't want to talk to someone right now maybe you want to check out that's exactly that's why i watch wrestling that's why i watch you know forms of entertainment that's why we all do but that escape sometimes can can also yeah go go very far as well so uh yeah 
all, all the love to everyone. Let's just love each other and be kind. And uh, yeah, all the love to your family, Jordan, um, for sure. I Thank know you, that man. You, you posted in the in the Facebook chat, and that was probably a lot of people first time realizing, like, oh, okay, because you were discussing this just before we were about to record our last month show that uh, you know stuff was was basically going down. So, uh, yeah, yeah, man. I actually listened to the last five minutes of that Lord of the Rings podcast you guys did. Yeah, and I'm very glad I did because I I heard I, I forget the the person's name, but I heard them. Uh, kind of shared their experience and uh, like, this is what life is all about. I mean, for me, life is all about connection. It's about um, touching other people's, you know, minds and hearts and spirits and, and being touched by others. And to me, this is what makes life worth living because we all will die and people that we love will die as well. And, experiences like this for me can make you start really questioning like fuck like is this all it is we just live and we die and but you know i i hurt so much because i loved my dad so much and he loved me so much and to be able to do wrestling podcasts and for you to touch other people in ways in which you never saw as possible and then for that person to reflect that back to you uh you know in a sense this is a a life worth living for you and and certainly a a a podcast project worth investing in when we're you know it's way more than wrestling and it's way more than uh cultural criticism and it's way more than than a wrestling podcast certainly yeah it it like it just uh kind of open open my eyes a bit uh, and it's emmanuel by the way shout out emmanuel if you're listening love you brother uh and it, it it's it's something that like yeah i you know i do this as a living i i went to school for radio and my dream was to be like you know a morning show jock on the radio radio jock on the radio and make people have a good morning essentially or a drive home is, is like what i was aiming to be and then you know by the time i got older podcast became a thing and i'm still just out here trying but that's that's like like the biggest compliment like i've ever gotten essentially and i've had i get compliments because i can see one when i click the lord of the ring show someone wrote in saying uh so happy when i can listen to the bde blaze out of my mind so like that's also a really great compliment, but you know, when things get like serious, like, man, yeah, it, it touches me. So I, I love our community and, and that's kind of what this show is just a, us shooting the shit to our community and, and, and bouncing off you guys. And uh, let's, let's lighten, try to lighten the mood up with some of these questions, because I know you posted in the poison Rana group, Jordan. And that's when you said like, Hey, my dad just died. So everything is weird post some questions you also said you have five minutes to post which was absolutely not true just like when you said uh the aid what was it our our ratings for the detox was the highest rated <laughs> across all podcasts. oh yes yeah that that wasn't i don't we must be getting our our, our stats rate? from yeah you got to contact thurston on that one <laughs> okay understood i'm sure he's listening to this show right now <laughs> yeah, yeah certainly. absolutely uh i'll go to uh the first one here we got some love here for from Stefan, who says, Jordan, I lost my father a year ago on literally the same day. Nine hours later, we lost my wife's aunt from the bottom of our hearts. We are sorry for your loss. The days, the weeks and months ahead will be difficult and you'll need to rely on your support system a lot. 
Don't be ashamed. Everyone needs help at some point, especially those who help others. Remember him, love him, and love yourself, and you'll begin. I mm-hmm. thought that was very well put, Stefan. Thank you very much, good sir. Um, there's also then a question that has nothing to do with that, but uh, I well, let right. me first just say, yeah, I, I thank you. Uh, I'm sorry for your losses. That sounds like um, a brutal experience, and I'm sure. Uh, the pain persists as I'm sure a year and probably five years from now, my pain will as well. It'll just be, um, I'm sure different and evolved. Uh, but it's nice to be in community with you. So thank you. Thank you, Stefan. And he's got a question as for a dumb topic, as he puts, I vote, I vote comfort TV shows as a good way to get over. He says, after my dad passed, I binged every Star Trek. So what are some some comfort shows that you may already have? Well, we kind of discussed music. I'm sure you've been listening to different types. But what do you what do you do for your comfort TV shows or movies? Um, you know, uh, so I, I so we were there for a week. And then it was a handful of days to get through a funeral. And as Jews, we do this thing called a shiva house, which is a lovely tradition shiva. where community just comes to you and hangs at a residential home. And it's super chill and a nice way to kind of transition into the grievings, the, the, the family who are grieving like their next phase of life without the loved one. Um, and then I was here for two days and then I went to New York for the long weekend. So I haven't really watched much tv but to be honest like wrestling yeah. is that for me um for sure. like in in you know i was upper east side manhattan like there was plenty i could do and i i made the most of it in the morning and the daytime but i've just been fucking exhausted so on friday night the thing that seemed most interesting to me and i have a lovely girlfriend who was happy to join me was to just hang at where we were staying and watch smackdown and rampage and nice that that's comfort food for me oh um, absolutely Wrest like think about it monday night raw has been going on since like you know i've been watching wrestling if you know it's always there since AEW and smackdown all that you know each day has something that you can go well i can wa-. whether you're coming home from work and you're like oh, i'm not going out this friday what's on tv well there i could watch this and just feel fine feel okay so i totally understand that uh and, I, I and to that. I, I certainly had my own criticism of WWE and AEW um, for like continuing uh, live programming, in, especially in March 2020. But from another perspective, more of a humanistic perspective, I got it because, yes, for many people, they do rely on the regularity and the consistency of yeah. this pro wrestling programming. And of course, I'm sure the 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 decision making perhaps was much more invested in uh, fulfilling uh, for WWE TV. billion billion dollar uh, TV contracts. But um, but for a lot of people, look, there are a lot of people that don't have great lives and are not necessarily thrilled with the reality of their lives or their relationships. And for some of these people. Uh, the consistency and the dependability of uh, pro wrestling is maybe a high point in their life. And from that perspective, pro wrestling uh, serves a lot and is of great value to uh, 
uh, to many people throughout the world. And uh, yeah, in moments like this, putting on SmackDown felt normal. And right now my life is not normal because yeah. my dad is dead. And that is a, a, an enormous thing to process. So yeah, in that sense, um, wrestling, the TV shows, but even um, like you guys or John and Way, like that's comfort food for me too, just because um, it literally feels comfortable for me to, to kind of um, consume. I totally understand. I'm this, I had like back in the day, I remember I was super into how I met your mother and I felt like I could rewatch back episodes. Same with like the early seasons of community, certain episodes I could just knew I could put on and for like 20 minutes, you know, I'd feel, feel all right. I could say the same thing with like cheers. Uh, love any of that. I know uh, I'm trying to think of just things I put on when I'm like, ah, I just, I feel I've never watched any of those shows. I, 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 I never finished, uh, I never finished Community fully, but I know they got a movie coming out, six seasons in a movie. So I do have to catch up, but I used to really love seasons one, two, and three. So I have rewatched certain episodes of those back like a lot. And I, I feel fine because it takes me back to like my college days, hanging out with certain friends. Like it's just, it, you know, it kind of triggers that thing. Same with, same with movies. I'm definitely more of a movie guy than a TV show. So I have, I have movies I've watched a million times. And if I watch it, I feel absolutely fine. There's like a million movies I could put on. And I instantly feel for like the next 90 to, you know, minutes to two hours, I know I'll be fine. And huh. there's so many different movies I could, I could do that with. So I never uh, got into movies like that. Uh, I, Beavis and Butthead is certainly <laughs> comfort food for me like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's as odd as it is. I'm an odd fucking person, but like Beavis and Butthead feels like home to me. But, uh, but and then last seeing- but more more music though, like so that that's where I I definitely would just rather listen to like songs that make me feel certain ways over watching stuff usually because then that's when I'm like I'm going on a walk. That's how I need to clear my whatever. But yeah, uh, in the past week and a lot of uh, actually, you know, what in the the, the days leading up to the funeral, uh, Bob Marley was comforting for me. He's always comforting. That's all we listen to in the BDE. <laughs> Yeah, he's that. That uh, can put you in. That can put you on a beach when you close your eyes because you just feel like everything's gonna be all right and and fine. There's there's like dozens of Bob Marley songs that you could listen to and you feel absolutely good listening to it. So I totally understand that. Yeah, his music is sacred. I have my own thoughts, and look, whomever is in charge of the licensing of his music, I would hope or assume his family members. One of his like eight hundred kids, yeah. But they're like I'm watching more and more commercials where it's like you know three little birds for um <laughs> I, like selling waffles or whatever yeah, and like yeah. they're they're I don't know I, I don't like it um I'm all for let his work help financially support his family if that's who it's going toward but I, there's like a sacredness to his music that I feel gets lost when it's being licensed in some of these ways, but, um, yeah, that's for lots of music. Yeah. That's, that's just in general. Every, everything is just everywhere, especially like the older music. They're just like, yeah, well, we might as well take this check and let you use it in your commercial. They play, they play Bob Marley for like a lot of the like resorts or vacation commercials that I see quite often. But for me, I just like, yeah, well here I get to listen to Bob Marley for 30 seconds. So fair enough. Could be worse. Uh, no, no, go for it. Uh, in the past week, and a lot of it probably is because I was in New York for four days, uh, but listening to a lot of mid-century bebop jazz uh, and the strokes as well. Okay, nice. Yeah, I definitely can get into my instrumental stuff 
uh, especially when I'm in my feels and there's nothing I, I've definitely talked about, it, I think before where I like to set music to basically, I, I like to set music to what I'm doing or my day or whatever. Like I'm someone who makes a, even if it's a three song playlist for a shower, like I need to, I know, I need to know what I'm picking to listen to. So ever since getting a, a Google, uh, home thing i've mm. just been all i use it for is just to play certain songs that come into my head like hey can you play this can you play this so that's all i use it for essentially is just like a jukebox that i can talk to so music is music is life agree love let's go to our next questions to fire frank who writes in frank says two fantasy booking questions number one if all the mcdonald's characters had a big battle royale or gauntlet match who would win hmm Frank really knows uh, his audience being per- at least me. Uh, Who would win? We discussed uh, all the characters last time. There's there's the Berg- Hamburglar. There's Grimace, which we don't even know what really Grimace is. Oh, wait, he's a he's an expired nugget, right? Uh, not, it, I thought he's just purple. Purple. Uh, uh, there's think, the nuggets. There's think, uh, the, uh, the hot bird. Well, hold on, hold on. Because, okay, if they had a big battle royal or gauntlet match. Those are two very different types of matches. A royale with cheese. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, so I think Ronald. He's like the biggest one. Like he'd probably fu- like. Well, there's but probably would he like be like the, the? Would he be the the almost where everyone teams up to eliminate? Him? Right. And that would be for battle royal. If this is a gauntlet match, then maybe Ronald is the clear favorite. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Ronald. For both? I think he's just winning this thing. Yeah. He's bigger than all the other people, all the other creatures or whatever, <laughs> whatever they really are. I'm not sure. <laughs> also, you Ronald know, McDonald in person is terrifying. Remember, like, yeah. the, was, there was always people who dressed up like him and, like, would show mm-hmm. up at events and stuff like that. And, like, it, they're, they're fucking terrifying. <laughs> hmm. um, I, I would say... Uh... Maybe the Hamburglar, because I, I think Hamburglar would be one of steal those... Steal the win. Jerry Lawler types to like hide under the ring in a battle royal and then yeah. like pop out at the end. The road dog spot or something, yeah. Well, yeah. Frank's got another ridiculous question. War games. The Power Rangers versus the Ninja Turtles. Who wins? Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Ninja They're Turtles. mutant. Although, like, the Power Rangers got, like, you know, like, morphers and weird power shit. So, maybe they could use some, like, magic Zordon shit to win. But I would say the Ninja Turtles are smarter. And uh, he also says with Splinter and Casey Jones. So, uh, yeah, I'd say uh, Ninja the, Turtles. Even just the Turtles, like, they got shells for protection. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, f- fuck the Power Rangers. That's what I say. Yeah, like I, 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 I like the Rangers too, but definitely more on Team Turtles. Uh, absolutely. We go to Shane, who writes in. Shane Poole says, who's going to win the World Series? Do the Blue Jays have a chance? I'm going to say they're going to win the whole damn thing. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. We go to Megan, who says, who'd win in an archery contest between Hawkeye and Green Arrow? Uh, I'm going to go with Hawkeye because he's Jeremy Renner and he's hilarious. Remember the Jerry, Jeremy Renner app? Exactly. Hawkeye. Uh, I've the only Hawkeye I'm aware of is Hawkeye tennis camp, which I went to in middle school at so the Warrington also, swim club. You also vote Hawkeye then. <laughs> well, is it so the wait, what was the other one? Green arrow. Is that the, the Stephen Amell? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm only aware of that because of the wrestling connection. Right. Um, oh, right. Okay, the... so Green Arrow then. He's a wrestler. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he he had the thing with uh, with Neville, right? Yeah. Okay, but then he did Ring of Honor. He did All In. There. All In, yeah. Okay. Um, but he did like, like a, we did Texas, a Texas loop that I think he oh, was nice. involved with. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what Green Arrow is, but uh, I also don't know what Hawkeye is. So I'll Green say- Arrow. I'll say I, I love Jeremy Renner, but Stephen Amell, Toronto legend, and is just uh, super fantastic when it comes to being a, a great human being and does a lot for the community and a lot for people. So I will say him. But that question is just who would win in archery. So, uh, yeah, let's go to our man, Neil. He's got a series of questions. Number one, what are some of your earliest memories? Well, I did mention I was at the zoo and there was an alligator <laughs> on the loose. But, uh, yeah, what what do you... What do you got? What earliest memories that you can remember and go, oh, yeah. My earliest memories date back to preschool. So being like a three-year-old. And I remember I like going before I would go into class, I would always demand a a slice of pound cake from the vending machine. So I I just have these, these primitive memories of, consuming pound cake before my formal education as a preschooler. That's okay. Um, I can, I can think back to uh, one time I was, I was at my mom's friend's house and I kept jumping on like this couch. My mom was like, yo, stop jumping off this couch. And I was like, no, I'm going to keep jumping on this couch. And then I jumped too f- f- like too much and I went flying and like landed on my arm. And she was like, oh, so we had to go like to the hall. I didn't break anything, but they were like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't remember now if I was in a cast or whatever, but I remember vividly like her being like, can you just stop please jumping on the couch? And then I was like, no. And then I just whoop. And then I'm crying and I, I can vividly remember that. So I was just a little prick as a kid, I guess. Neil's got, some, Neil's got some other questions here, Jordan. He says, pick a new name for yourself. <laughs> What a dumb, stupid <laughs> question, you. The fuck? Uh, I couldn't uh, be anything d- else. Well, I uh, what I name my my AirPods, uh, Doug Bunny. Is that what you name your AirPods? Yeah, Doug Bunny. My like AirPods are my AirPods are named Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. My my uh, my Chromecast is Google Google Chromecast is named WAP. Hmm. Uh, I, my, uh, my Apple TV is named Roku (laughs) and it gets very confusing now that I have a Roku as well. That's going to definitely confuse some people. Uh, yeah, I like my own name. Thanks, Neil. He also has two more somewhere you've never visited, but want to, I can easily Uh, answer that. Uh, my like mom's side, the, where I'm from, she's originally born in the Azores in Portugal. And I've always said I kind of want to, I've never even been to Portugal, but I actually am hoping to go there sometime in maybe uh, September. So maybe my dreams will come true. Before that though, I always wanted to go to Japan and I finally did that. And man, if you can do whatever, wherever you want to go, like do it. But I really just want to go anywhere other than Canada right now, just because it's cold. But uh, yeah. What about you, Jordan? Uh, the... Maybe the inside of Neil's pants. <laughs> you had your chance in New York, but he he he, he blew it. it. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, sorry, Neil. Uh, and then he ends with favorite movie or a few of them. 
Uh, well, we were mentioning comfort things, and I was mentioning comfort movies easily, like a Back to the Future or a Super Bad or uh, hell, even I'm trying to think of just movies I enjoy. Goodfellas, one of my favorites. Uh, I'm trying to think of just movies we reviewed as well, because there's a few in there. Uh, Into the Wild is a great one. It always makes me feel good about life. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else. What are what are some of your favorite movies? I know you said not know. too big, but like, what are, what are when you're like, oh man, that's probably my favorite movie, or like a few. Like I, I'll, I've typically just said Beavis and Butthead Do America, but <laughs> like I don't watch it, and I, yeah. I haven't really watched it since it was in theaters. Um, like I really don't, I don't put on movies. Uh, like I liked that movie Children of Men a lot, okay. and I saw it a handful of times after. Right. I saw it when it came out, but I don't ever really think to put it on. Uh, I like, uh, um, like I can get into like serious movies, but obviously like comedies for me growing up on Wayne's world, like definitely shaped a lot of my humor. So like Wayne's world, I could probably recite the whole fucking movie, but on the other flip side, I could probably recite the whole Joe dirt to you as well, just because I've watched it a million times for some stupid reason. I, I saw that in theaters and I, I couldn't, I, I wasn't, I wasn't should into try, it. should try watching the second one. Uh, is David don't. Spade in it? Oh, he's in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Like I watched Ratatouille again a couple oh, months fantastic ago. That was, that was great, but yeah. I, I couldn't say it's a favorite movie. Uh, I, you know what I want to watch? I, this has been on my mind. The, the Muppets movie from 2011. I loved it. Uh, when it came out yeah i haven't watched it since and i would like to watch that soon yeah uh, i love that movie uh that was pretty good i loved the old muppet movies as a kid growing up as well but uh, as an adult yeah like lately it's i watch because we do like patreon and movie reviews and stuff and i usually that's just kind of the stuff i watch but um as like all-time favorite movies yeah the, the ones i listed are probably up there but i'm sure i'm i'm not thinking of a few but good questions neil some of them were great 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 questions neil Sino, John Sino asks a question. Cast yourselves plus the supporting cast for Detox the movie and who would direct it? Hmm. All right. So let's let's cover bases of who's going to play me and you. Hmm. So I've been told by multiple people, whoever uh, plays Mr. Robot, they think I look like that guy. Oh, yeah. Rami Malek. Yeah, I've okay. been a handful of people have said that. I Weird, sometimes okay. see it depending on the picture. Okay. Um, but then I think there was someone else more recently. People are like, "Oh, that's a doppelganger," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I kind of, I kind of see that." But I don't know. Okay, Rami Mal. I mean, he's he's an Academy Award winner, so we're so far. This movie is is lit. If we get Rami he Malik. he did a he he was in the Queen movie. Yeah, he won for playing Freddy. Oh, that's good. Okay, so okay, Rami so Malik. Yeah, there you go. For you, maybe um, who do you? I who I mean I what w- back in the day when I had bushy hair and even a bushier beard, people used to and and used to wear glasses all the time. People used to just say Zach Galifianakis. Luckily, I don't get that anymore. However, I get Mac Miller quite often. And yes, quite a lot. Yes, unfortunately, and he's passed away, so I don't know if he can be in our movie. But this is true. But maybe like like a Post Malone. Post Malone, okay. Oh yeah, Post Malone, yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Girls think he's cute. I'll go with that. I just got to hey, get a few seems more like tattoos. A... No, no, no. He'd be playing you. Yeah, yeah. So he's got to cover up his tattoos. 
Yeah, but yeah. we can do that these yeah, days. Yeah. Okay, so yo, so far I would watch this movie. So far, that, okay, that's so, a good movie. Uh, and then Davies, uh, who um, the 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 one guy who Miley Cyrus wrote that song about Hemsworth. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I know the name, but okay, sure, sure, not Hemsworth, Thor, but the other one, yeah, the other one, the okay. other Hemsworth. Sino uh, is going to be DJ Khaled. Absolutely, without question. <laughs> Um, and then who's directing this movie? Uh, Fire Frank. <laughs> I don't know. If Fire, I don't know if Fire Frank's going to be in this movie. Uh, but, Fire oh, Frank, but stop, John stop. Lovitz. John stop. Lovitz is Fire Hold Frank. If, if, if you had that cast and you were told that Fire Frank is directing that film, right. you would definitely see it. I'd see it, but I don't know if a lot of other people would. <laughs> fine by me <laughs> well like say we had to get like a big hollywood director was like yo you got rami malik playing jordan and post malone playing Braden. like i need to direct this i'd probably go for like a quentin tarantino absolutely but you know what when i think of like a favorite film one film that i could watch whenever is the big short i love that movie okay so i think that's adam mckay so i would pick that guy all right I like that. So far, this movie sounds pretty good. I would watch Detox, the movie, coming soon. We go to Steve Jessam. Hey, is this Steve Grows Weed? Is this the running bit we're going to do each time? It is him, right? Yeah. Okay. He says, what movie or TV father-son combo do you two relate to most in your own lives and relationships with your fathers? Great timing, Steve, on the question. Yeah, my father's dead. What the fuck? <laughs> what the f- I, so I pick like a, a dead father, I suppose. Uh, uh, I don't like my dad's cool. I'm not like that super close with him, I'd say. But uh, so it's not the greatest like relationship, but it's also not. It could be way worse. Like, right. So I don't know. I can't really compare it to. I will say like my favorite watching like movie or TV. I'm trying to think of a father son. I mean, they're not related, but obviously like. Uh, Doc and Marty from Back to the Future is a great, like, you know, older, younger dude, like, father, son. You've never seen Back to the Future? Wow. No. Crazy. Okay. Uh, well, that question... I would pick... Uh, my my dad yeah. died of COPD, not not a uh, stampede, but I would pick The Lion King. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's because your dad's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Right. And Mufasa dies. He Spoilers. dies. Spoilers. In, in, yeah. In, in the film, but with my dad, it's real life. Right. Yes, obviously. So yeah. pretty unfortunate. Great question, Steve. Just just <laughs> lighten up the mood. Uh, we that I, you know, I just asked Steve right now. It's not confirmed yet, but uh, how about next month? We have Steve Grows Weed as a guest on the Detox for a special 420 episode. How about that? Do we allow him to talk or does he just like sit back and smoke the whole time? <laughs> He's going to talk. I want to ask him questions about weed. Okay. Yeah. Works for me. All right. We have some more questions though. Shane Poole asks, best bar in Toronto? Well, uh, a lot of them have now closed since the pandemic, which is super unfortunate. Sneaky D's is an iconic spot here in Toronto. It's pretty popular. There's always events going on. Uh, I'd say, what else is there? Uh, Tilt was pretty cool. Uh, it was like an arcade bar. Uh, it burned down. So like all the best places are gone because Toronto is super soft right now. But uh, yeah. What's, Do you guys what, have a rainforest cafe? They got we used, We used to. We used to have a rainforest cafe. Um, 
Did you see this guy? We've definitely talked about it. the guy who's been to like all of them. He goes on TikTok. Yeah, but but they so I, I watched like the thirty minute YouTube video, but okay. he went with someone, and both of them are vloggers. So I've only watched the one, right? But I think they both had their own video of. I think it was like twenty two left in North America. See, like, I believe there is there is at least one Canadian one. Yeah, like, Niagara I think, Falls. Yeah, I think maybe on your side of Niagara Falls. There might yeah, be one on sure. each side of Niagara Falls. Um I've been to I've been to two oh, shit. in the past yeah. few months. Oh in, Niagara Niagara Falls is open still. Yeah you should go. And and you know at eleven. From memory, uh, well all the good shit happens around seven thirty at night, I've been told. But I think the one in Canada is privately owned and, and I think they said it's like way better than most of the others. Oh, I got to check it out. There was one in Toronto in Yorkdale mall as well. I remember going to like as a kid, but now as an adult, I would love to be just there when the storm happens. Oh, gotta be it's great. Gotta be lit for that. That sounds great. Uh, thanks Shane. We go to Chris Elliott. He's got a question. Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas is the greatest song ever made. What comes in second? I love the way you phrase that question. Good, sir. Hmm. He's, he's correct. Uh, Hmm. comes to mind best songs ever you know it's, they put out we may have talked about this they put out a song in the past like two years together together with, yeah with, with that band american authors i believe was it hot it's awful okay terrible that's probably why i haven't <laughs> that's probably why i haven't heard of smooth is great though smooth is a fantastic song uh what do you think what's the what's the best some of the best songs ever made i know it's cliche but stairway to heaven is still a banger i love it um some people would say Journey, Don't Stop Believing, but I'm. it's just so overused. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't I like, like that. Like, it's still a banger, but like, come on. They just don't need to hear it for like a long time. Uh, I don't like I'm, it. I'm trying to think of what other ones. Uh, best song ever. Teenage Dirtbag. You know, that's up there. Best song ever. Um, Spin Doctors, Two Princes. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. Yeah, that's definitely up there best song ever i mean anything from the soundtrack from so i think you're so i think i married an axe murder which that song is featured in so uh that's good um yeah best song ever purple rain that could be up there prince for sure okay and uh, then maybe like one of the uh one of those singles from live from 1994 like uh lightning crashes yeah, but not that one because okay, the placenta nice. falls to the yeah, floor. That's, that's, that's got to be one of the weirdest lyrics ever. When I like grew up and was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this song," and I'm listening to it, it's like lightning crash, and that's like the baby's placenta falls to the floor. I was like, "Hold on, what did he? Wait, pull that back. What did he just?" Yeah, say? You, I think one of those singles were uh, selling the drama, but if you look at the drama of the past ten to fifteen years of that band, that still goes on to this day. It's pretty remarkable how fucked up the that band is yeah uh we have one final question here from davy portman who writes in what are your favorite fillings for a quesadilla and do you prefer red salsa or green salsa right before recording davy did in fact make me a quesadilla and it was pretty delicious so i'll say whatever filling was in that uh i am a fan of um barbacoa whether it's actual like lamb barbacoa or just like pork either way carnitas whatever you want to say that is always good uh and i like a little bit of both salsas i like all the salsas as long as it's hot what do you like in your quesadilla or tacos 
Okay, well that helped. I've never really had a quesadilla because I it's, don't fuck he, with the cheese like he pretty that. Much, but... He pretty much made like a taco. So like if you go to like taco spots, the, the vibe is you get a quesadilla, but they basically make it like a taco, but just with a lot more cheese on it. So it's even more cheesy. But yeah, what do you like on your tacos then? See, like the authentic style taco I'm down with because they don't do cheese like that. Right. Um, uh, salsa, I like I like both. Red or green. Both. Give me, let, let me choose. Uh um, I, I mean, I, I had tacos a couple of nights ago. I had the, the, the Al Pastor, right? That's like the pork yeah, and the pineapple. Al Pastor. Oh man, it's so fire. I love it. But, um, like I, I, I probably wouldn't choose chicken, but, uh, a steak. Uh, actually in Florida, I had Taco Bell for the first time in like 15 years. Whoa. And just ground beef and I get no cheese, but I add tomato and I got those crunchy cinnamon twist things, and it was <laughs> wonderful. I loved it. I'm not going to get it for a while, but for yeah. for that that night, um, uh, you know, my dad was dying. So what do you do? You get Taco Bell, and it was great. It was the best Taco Bell you've ever had in your life. <sighs> what that you had Taco Bell? No, my dad's dead. It's, oh man, it's fucked up. Sorry. Yeah, man. Sorry, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why Steve had asked that question. <laughs> Come on, Steve. The hell, what the Steve? fuck? Wait, that was that was that was David's question asking about tacos. So I don't know uh, how we got there. But <laughs> yeah, well, all roads lead back to uh, Steve grows weed. Apparently, do you uh, do you like when you have food? Do you like because I'm referring back to the salsa question from Davey. Do you like it with? Do you like hot foods? Can you deal with hot sauces and stuff? Um. I guess that's relative. Like now, if I'm going to eat eggs, I would prefer a hot sauce with it. But I think I have a pretty low tolerance compared to some other people, perhaps you. I like hot sauce and yeah. I would like it certainly on the side. I got you. Do you have kava in Canada? It's like kava. Mediterranean. Okay. It's like a chipotle, but more like rice bowls uh, and hummus and it's more Mediterranean. We have lots of places just like that, but I can't, I don't know if the name, we might, but. Okay. So I, I got familiar, this, yeah. I got this bowl a couple of days ago, but it was, it was entirely too spicy and it kind of ruined the meal and my stomach. Ooh. So you pooped hot for the next day. Uh, uh, still this morning, man. It's yeah. kind of lingering. <laughs> I love those kinds of places. I do deal with the hot stuff. Me and Davey, Davey especially. I feel like every day he comes home with like a different hot sauce bottle. So we're always down for recommendations. We always watch hot ones and stuff like that. But sometimes the next day, my stomach and ring of fire definitely rings out regret. Uh, that's all the questions we had for today, Jordan. Was there anything else you uh, wanted to discuss while here talking on the detox? Because, uh, no... Oh, I did. I did something interesting last night. What did um, you do? So I was I was a part of a, a Zoom panel with Mike Bennett that will be on YouTube sometime. I think in the next week. Um, it was not my intention to participate, but um, so for those that pay attention to the wellness policy, last year we had a guest. His wrestling name as Jackson Stone. His real name is Aaron, and it seems like he's going by that name more so now publicly. He has a nonprofit called You Are Loved, and he is doing a lot uh, in terms of helping to develop um, or influence mental health culture within the pro wrestling community. And 
uh, maybe six months ago, he invited me to one of his, I think, monthly or bi-monthly sessions to introduce meditation. Anyway, last night, the guest was Mike Bennett. And I went on as just a, a spectator of it. And it was very lovely. I mean, essentially, they just kept every question that they were answering. They asked for my input as well. So in, in, in a sense, I kind of became a a part of the panel and the, the timing of it all, because they were talking about Jay Briscoe and like the second question that they were kind of going round table on was grief. Um, so obviously I, I briefly mentioned my connection to, to Jay Briscoe, but then also said, hey, by the way, this is hitting home because my dad died a week and a half ago. And I did not intend to be sharing that publicly with Mike Bennett and a a wrestling community, but that's what I did. And it has become part of my grief process. And uh, I will let you all know in the Poison Rana Facebook group and uh, in that chat messenger thing you guys going on, uh, I'll I'll send the YouTube link whenever that's posted if if you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, I, I I know a lot of people might not use Facebook these days, but and I, I totally get it. But we do have the Facebook Poison Rana group. Join it because you can also get into like this chat we have made. It can be a lot. You can turn off notifications so you can just check in when you want. But we share. Everyone shares things in there and and whatnot. So I definitely like to use that as the as a community kind of uh, little message board there for letting people know. Especially for that, we I would love to check it out, man. That sounds that sounds awesome. Um, and I hope you're doing all right, man. I hope you're Thanks, doing man. All right. What certainly helps is uh, the the meditation type stuff. Uh, that might be a, a good way to segue into uh, this month's detox meditation if you're accepting of this proposal. Yeah, absolutely. What are we? Okay. Uh, what are we? Me- you're not gonna wait. Wait on a time like this. You're not gonna play uh, that. Uh, what's that song that you keep playing? Um, well, I did name drop Steve Belinky at my father's funeral when offering my eulogy, so it's not beneath me. Um, but wherever you are in space, time, and spirit, uh, I just hope that you're not driving or operating heavy machinery or doing something um, where your or someone else's life may be at risk if um, you are not being attentive to that. But if if you're in some uh, space or state of mind where you can just focus on my voice right now, I would invite you to settle into your body to take a nice deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth or the nose as I start the, uh, I think last no. month I didn't, oh, it wasn't loud enough. Fucking yes. yeah. But I do want to offer my, my sincere appreciation to you, Brayden, and to you, the person listening to my voice right now, uh, it has been a terrible time of my life, but moments like this, when I can appreciate the community I have around me, it helps me know that I'm not alone and things will get better. And uh, that, that it ended. It always it always oh. sneaks up on me. So that actually it always sneaks up on me too. Uh, yeah. But I do want to say uh, thank you to to you and to everyone and i love you all and goodbye i would i told you not to play that song on the show but i guess i'll give you a pass this time around because of circumstances but all right it's okay i hope everyone got a good meditation 
out of this this show everyone thank you for listening to the detox if you're listening to this uh check out all the other shows on this free feed including poison rana every week we'll be going live every sunday 2 p.m me and davy uh check out what up dome would be detroit and john Cena as they talk all about some hip-hop some video games some wrestling some everything going on there they'll be back with another one uh next month but they just released one about a week or so ago so go check that out if you haven't already Yo, I know I said goodbye, but it's fine. I'm going to do a run-in. I made plans with Sino in New York. We were going to meet up in Central Park the oh, one yeah? morning. And then the morning of, he texts me and he's like, eh, it's it's like snowing and I, I'm not going to come. Wow. Like, what the fuck, man? I mean, if it was snowing pretty bad, I can get it. I totally it wasn't understand. snowing bad. It wasn't even snowing when, when I was looking outside. You got to come visit us in Toronto. Uh... No, you, you, why don't you come to Baltimore? All right, I'll come for a show. Let me know when there's a fun show, and we'll come. I'll Can I sleep in your bed? Uh, Sure. All right, yeah. sweet. No, I'm you're in. good. You're good company like that. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of shows. We can figure that. You, you want to see Willie Nelson with me? We see Willie Nelson. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's a, <laughs> We should get Steve Grows Weed if we're going to see Willie Nelson. <laughs> Steve can come. Steve cannot sleep in my bed. He can sleep in the bathtub, but we can all go see Willie Nelson on me. Wow, that would be great, Willie Nelson. I'm down. End man. of August. End of August, I believe. All right, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk for sure. <laughs> okay. uh, everyone, thanks. Go to patreoncom Rana for all the other shows. Me and Davey just did a review of what do we do? Lord of the Rings. We did Tango and Cash. Have you ever seen that movie, Jordan? Never heard of it. <laughs> all right, great. Uh, it's free to watch online somewhere uh, for free. Um, what else? So is jerking off horses. That's also free on on the the internet. Yeah, it's a crazy place. I'm trying to think of other things we did. Well, we're recording. We did a NXT 200 review. We also are doing a review of WrestleMania 11 with John Cena out this week as well on the Patreon. Next week we're doing WrestleMania 19, uh, and uh, all the other shows. Check it out. It's like five bucks a month. That's like a dollar a week. That's like pennies per podcast. There's so many shows on that feed. Go check it out and support your boys here at Poison Rana. Jordan, thank you, good sir, for joining me. We will do this next month. We'll celebrate some 420. I hope you're doing all right, brother. I'm sending all the love to you and the fam there. And uh, to everyone else, I'm sending love to you. I'm sending love to everyone. So uh, go to a zoo, look at some animals, think about life. And uh, just be happy uh, to be here, you know, you know, enjoy the little things in life while you can. You want to you want to go to the zoo and look at things? Do it. You want to look at horses online? I can't really say do that. To, to be fair, it might damage my my uh, public persona if I tell people to go do that. But hey, you know, do whatever you want in life. And that's fine. And that's okay. That's the detox. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. And be safe. Oh, and here's the music I made or whatever. Ah, this sounds pretty good. (laughs) Thanks, bro.